Hey there, I'm Micah and I'm the host of the She Pursues podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage and equip faith-based women who want to take an active role in developing their spiritual, physical, and mental health. You can expect meaningful conversations, interviews, solo episodes that provide biblical truth and insight, tangible takeaways, professional advice, resources, and more. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast to be notified of new episodes. And if you leave a review, I will be eternally grateful. Reviews help keep the podcast visible, which gets this message out into the world. All right. Welcome, Dana. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you, Micah. I've been looking forward to this. Me too. Um, so before we dive into the main topic, would you mind just introducing yourself um, a little bit for the audience so they kind of know where you're coming from? Yes. Before I do that, I just want to say that I enjoy following you so much. And I okay. love what you're, what you're doing for women in your coaching community and the resources that you offer. And I know that you have a biblically based, um, rooted and grounded um, in ministry. And I just love that you're offering tools to help, you know, women and, you know, your clients with your wisdom. So it was an absolute honor when you asked me. So, and I oh, just love, you. love, love, love the topic that we're discussing today. Um, but my name is Dana Lene and I'm a child of God. I am saved by grace and just love Jesus and want to be more and more like him. I am also a rescue mama to a dog and a cat. So I have a beautiful blue healer mix named Molly, and she's probably about seven years old now. I've had her a little over five years, and I just rescued little Stevie, my kitten, um, who's about eight months now, and they're just absolutely adorable. I just love them so much. God is so good. Um, So as my day job, I have been a recruiter for most of my career on the corporate side, and currently work as a recruiter for a professional matchmaker and relationship expert, and for the kingdom, I am in training to be a certified healing and deliverance minister. So I am very passionate about helping people reach deeper levels of spiritual freedom and grow closer in their relationship with God. That is awesome. Thank you for that awesome introduction. And I love how you started that with, um, you know, I'm a child of God and that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and so I love that you started it that way, but you have a lot um, of other things that you um, that you do and that you've been a part of. And it's just been neat to see you. Um, and I don't know you that well, like we haven't known each other for very long. Um, but I feel like some of these things are, are kind of new for you. Um, so like the rescue with the cats and then this new thing that you're, you know, doing and going into, um, how are you feeling with some of these new things that are, are moving into your life right now, or that God's kind of calling you to? Oh, I am so excited. I really feel like this year is a year of launch for me and, you know, things that God has placed on my heart and I've kind of had a vision for, but really hadn't been able to kind of wrangle it in and put it into action. And so this year, um, you know, God's just doing amazing things and just opening doors and bringing resources and aligning, you know, his will and my desires. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. There's things that are in the work works that, um, you know, I can't really say just yet exactly how things are going to play out. I just know that um, there's a, there's just a lot of things that I hope to accomplish that, that are, um, you know, God's will for me. Yeah. And just trusting God in that, right? Sometimes we have to kind yeah. of blind, blindly trust. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely do that with what, what I've got going on. And it was one of those things, like I was even kind of scared of, 
you know, what are people going to think if I add God into my, you know, my business or my ministry or whatever, you know, if, if it's more of a business at the time, it's kind of turned into ministry. Um, and then I just got to a point where I was like, you know what, I don't really care what anybody else thinks. This is what God's calling me to do. It's what I'm going to go after. And it's been such a blessing just to um, let go of that control that I felt like I had to have over my life and just let him lead because he, he knows best for sure. So oh, I love that. I didn't know that about you, Micah, because obviously the way I've met you is through, um, you know, church and through your ministry and following you. And so, yeah, that's amazing. I didn't, I didn't realize that you've just recently made that switch. So that's yeah, wonderful. It was, it was much needed, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> um, so yeah, for those listening, I met Dana um, through a recent um, what would you call that a conference that we had at our church recently? Yeah, um, and uh-huh. both Dana and I spoke on stage about this um, topic of identity. And so that's why I thought of you, Dana, to have you come speak. Um, and I, and I follow you as well on, um, you know, social media and I always love what you have to say and just feel like um, you have a lot of wisdom to share. Um, and I, I'll, I'll just be a little bit honest <laughs> when you, you spoke right before I did. And so I feel like I only heard, maybe half of your story. Cause I was too worried about what I was going to say. <laughs> so I feel like I couldn't repeat your story. So I'm like, I know enough of it to know you have a lot to share um, today, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, now I get to really hear her story. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. <laughs> I love your authenticity because that is so true. I think for all of us. So I could say that probably about the previous few people that came before me. So right. no worries. And then when you're done, you can listen to anyone. So, um, oh. So we'll go ahead and dive into that topic, if, if you don't mind. Um, can you share about a time when your identity was wrapped up in something other than Christ and what that led to as far as how, you're, how you lived out your life? Yes, I would love to share. Um, so before I came to know the Lord, everything that came after, hi, my name is Dana, was all about the things I did or had or even who I was associated with and not really about who I was. Um, so my whole life, I actually believed in God and, you know, said my prayers each night, but I knew about religion, but I had no idea what a relationship with Jesus meant. Um, so throughout my life, I always tried to find my value and identity in the wrong things. And so in my career successes, like bonuses and president's club trips back when I was in sales, um, how much money I made, the house and cars that I could afford to buy, and even a sport that I was really competitive in, I lost myself in dating relationships. So what it led to was emptiness, really. Nothing ever satisfied me. And there was, you know, there's some fleeting moments of exhilaration, but it would quickly dive into this deep level of dissatisfaction. And and then I'd start the cycle all over again, searching for something that I could grasp onto to try to find some sort of purpose. And Micah, at that time, I actually had no idea how unhappy I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes we don't realize it when we're in the midst of it and we think, oh, well, this next thing is going to make me happy or this next thing is going to fulfill me. And it, like you said, this just leads to emptiness when it's not, when your identity is not grounded in Christ, um, which we'll kind of get to that part later. But that was, again, why I loved your intro, because we do tend to start with, you know, if someone says, hey, tell me about you. Oh, well, I'm, I'm a mom. I have two kids. I'm married. I'm an entrepreneur you know, I run marathons. Like that's, that's my typical response, you know, but there's no, um, you know, that could be taken away from you at any time. So if that's taken away, like what, what do you have left, you know, or even when you have it, it's not as fulfilling as I think what we, what we think it will be or what we expect it to be. 
Um, like even when we're little girls, like we think, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to get married, have kids one day and live in a house with a white picket fence, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I definitely like have been in, in a very similar place as you, as far as, you know, putting my identity and a lot of those things, like, you know, my title and my career and how much money I make, all those different things. And it does, it leaves you empty. Um, when did you like realize that you, like you said, you didn't realize that at the time, when did you realize that that did leave you feeling empty? Like what, when did God kind of show up in your life for oh, that? Wow. So this is a little bit more of a backstory. Um, but so in my adult life, so the Lord started pursuing my heart and I finally started paying attention about 10 years ago and I was baptized in 2012 and I had no idea how to live this new Christian life. So I was pretty intimidated around people who were already plugged into the church and they knew all the church talk, um, which I know I can now be guilty of. Um, but anyway, I started looking around at my new Christian friends as an example of what I could and couldn't do. And I, you know, I didn't have a playbook other than the Bible, which I hadn't read at this point. So I was watching other Christians who are Christ's representatives and listening to sermons, pastors at church um, but the Lord finally said, stop looking at them and look at me. And he really wanted me to get into his word and study it for myself instead of getting it secondhand. And that's how he speaks to us. He, you know, it's literally the living word. Um, so that's why I did. I started reading the Bible, praying more intentionally, learning scripture. I would even write out note cards and pin some scriptures on Pinterest. Um, but I still had sin in my life and I was kind of fumbling around trying to figure it out. And so, you know, that kind of came in the form of pride, self-reliance and striving and, you know, bitterness, idols of relationships and money and possessions. And, you know, he was still working on me in so many areas. So like fast forward four years later, um, I actually thought I was doing this Christian life, right? I was going to church. I was even serving, leading a small group of women in my apartment. I was dating a guy from church. I had a great job and I actually started a faith-based business and so I thought I was doing this Christian thing and, you know, had it down pat. You know, all of a sudden God shuffled all of my cards and mm -hmm. everything changed in a six week period of time. I was laid off from my job of four years. My relationship ended and I was devastated to say the least. I was distraught, angry, bitter, confused, you, you name it. I was crying out to the Lord every single day to change the situation around me. But one day when I was on my knees, I was sobbing. And he started talking to me about me and the things that I needed to let go of. And I was radically delivered on the floor of my bedroom. So wow. yeah, right there on the floor, the Holy Spirit led me to a website where I recited a full surrender prayer. I, you know, I felt like I had surrendered. I was doing all these things for him, but you know, mm -hmm. I, I did this prayer. I did a prayer of repentance. I pled the blood of Jesus over my mind, my soul, my, my spirit, my family, um, it was a great prayer. And I literally felt what I called back then the cloak of darkness lift off of me and all of the bitterness, anger, frustration, depression, it was all gone in an instant. And I felt so much joy and peace and just waves of love were hitting me. And, and that's when I realized who he really is. I knew that Jesus is King and that his word is true and that there's power in the name of Jesus. And that's when I realized who I was, a child of God, a daughter of the King. Like he came for me, but mm -hmm. the beauty is that he comes to save everyone who calls on him. So what was the result of really solidifying your identity in him? Like what, 
how is your life different now, you know, after that moment on the floor versus what it was like before? Yeah. So I was never content before. I was always searching for the missing piece that would give me peace. And I had finally found that in Jesus. Um, so I'm so grateful for peace in my life. It's kind of hard to contain myself sometimes when I think about what he's done for me and how he truly transforms us. But everything changed after that point. You know, so obviously I was in church and I, you know, I, I again, thought I was living the Christian life right. And it was four years in that I felt that radical touch from him. So I started to learn to discern God's voice from the enemy. I started to learn about the kingdom of God. I learned about spiritual warfare and that we have authority over the enemy as a child of God. So I just went deeper and, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says we go from milk to meat. And so I feel like I was a baby Christian before that moment of deliverance. And then all of a sudden I just, you know, I started just devouring the word and hearing more clearly. So obviously I was delivered of those things that the enemy was oppressing me from hearing. And so I learned one of my favorite scriptures, which is Luke 10, 19, that says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. And I think that many Christians have a lack of understanding of who we carry inside of us. And I can say that because it took me years to grasp that and stand in my authority. So in that scripture, it says we are given authority to overcome all the power of the enemy, which means that he has given us the authority over the temptations and sin struggles that we used to have. Um, he's given us power over anxiety and fear, addictions. By the authority of the Holy Spirit within us, we have power over anything the enemy tries to use to derail us from God's perfect plan for our life. And so when we stand up and we show the enemy that we know who we are, it's a game changer. And I like to refer to it as kicking devil booty. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> but that's so good because when we when we don't have that understanding, if we don't realize how like how big the power within us is, and like you said, we have that power and we have his authority. And when we're not able to use that, you know, it's going to lead us into a place where, we, you know, it's hard. It's easy to give into the situations, but when we know where we stand, but it's hard to like tell the devil to flee when we don't feel like we have that power. We feel like, oh, that's, that's something for that preacher to do, or that's something for, you know, that person who's prophetic to do. We don't really feel like, like, or I think a lot of Christians feel like, I don't have that power. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, you know? exactly. Yes. That so well said that I, I, I thought it was for everyone else that was just so much more holier than now. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say to someone who, you know, knows that they're, you know, they know they're a child of God, but they're really struggling to really trust God with their life and hand over that control to him. Oh, yeah. When I started realizing we don't have to do this life alone and that God actually has it, like he knows what is best and we can stop striving and start thriving in his plan, which is way better than anything we could possibly imagine. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is actually Ephesians 3.20. You probably know it. Um, it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So it's like sitting in one of those carts at the amusement park that's on an automatic track. I know you didn't grow up here, Micah, but um, we had this little place called Joyland that was amazing to go to as kids, but um, they have them at any amusement park. So I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but you get in 
and there may be a steering wheel, but you don't even really have to put your hands on it. It's literally like, Jesus, take the wheel. Um, I try to go through life, you know, constantly saying, Lord, if your hands aren't on this, this project, job, relationship, whatever it is, I say, take it. I don't want it if you're not in it. And so life got so much easier when I realized I didn't have to do it all by myself. I knew I had God leading me and he kept showing me over and over and over that his plan was so much better. And so I kept trusting him with more and more. And, you know, he would be faithful to show me that, you know, he had something better for me every single time. So starting that full surrender was easier, you know, just the more I trusted him. And, you know, it's this delicate dance um, it's like, okay, here you go. Here's a little bit more. And um, what he brings with that, you know, faith and that act of obedience is amazing. Um, so there are so many scriptures that show how God guides our path and um, that he is with us. You know, we all know Jeremiah 29, 11, but I really love Psalm 32, 8 that says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So he's always watching over us. I, I like what you said about just a little bit at a time, you know, cause I think it's, it's, so, I don't know, it's not that scary for me anymore. <laughs> I'm still learning, um, you know, to be able to give him control, but I know it was for a long time in my life. And, um, you know, to be able to just be like, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to give you this, this little bit here. And then he's always faithful to show up. And then, you know, he just, he just proves himself over and over and over. I mean, don't have to worry you know, about him doing that. I mean, yes, I think he wants full surrender, but I also think that he like, you know, he wants to meet us in our mess where we're at. And so whatever we can give to him, I think that he honors that, you know, and um, being able to let him take the wheel. um, And then he can prove himself to us too. So. Yes. I, I agree. I mean, there's, there's just a few people that I've heard of in my entire life that have a testimony of literally they met Jesus and the next right. day they surrendered their entire life, you know? So what you, you said, the, the little by little, I think, I think the most of us are, you know, that way where we, we've had to kind of over a process start to, to surrender. It's definitely a lifelong process too, but that also gives us something to look forward to. Like we can ask God, what's next? What do you have for me? And, um, you know, just something we can be excited about, just that journey with him. Well, I have one more uh, parting question for you, and that is, were there any additional points you wanted to make or insights you hope to share with the audience that you haven't already um, before we go ahead and close? Oh, yes. Actually, it's, it's interesting because when I was praying about this opportunity to come and speak with you on your podcast, I asked God what he wanted me to share with your listeners. And I quickly got an analogy. So God often speaks to me in analogies. Um, so I love the scripture in Colossians 1.13 that says, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So he showed me that just as when we go to an ATM and we put in a couple commands and cash comes out instantly, um, it has been transferred from the bank account into your hands. And there is finality in that transaction. It is now with you, usually in your car with you, if you're at a drive up ATM, but you, you can't just undo it. It would take another transaction to put the money back in your account. Now, God really wants us to understand that we have been transferred into the kingdom of light. So the English standard version says he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So the King James version says from the power of darkness. So Satan no longer has power over us, 
we aren't in his domain anymore. And, and domain is defined as the territory governed by a single ruler or government, a realm. So we are literally royalty. And God sees us as his children in his territory, in his kingdom. And he loves us so much, even when we're stumbling through this life. You know, so once we are transferred, we are part of the kingdom. You know, again, we may stumble into that old neighborhood and Satan tries to lure us back into it, it you know, but we do not live there anymore. We were slumming and now we're king's kids and we have been transferred into God's hands and it can't be undone. So the enemy will try to continue to, you know, tell you that you know, you're still his and he'll try to remind you of those times that you were slumming. But you have to realize that we have been washed white as snow. God separates us from our sin as far as the east is from the west, which means that it cannot touch. And I think that's one of the biggest issues as Christians is we sit in the guilt and shame of our past when we quite literally have been given a clean slate. And the Lord says that we are a new creation. And now, of course, that's not a license to sin. Jesus says, go and sin no more. And the Holy Spirit teaches us how to live a life of repentance. Um, but we all fall short of the glory of God. You know, we all make mistakes, but he's got you even in your mess. And he wants you to draw near to him. Oh, that's so good. I feel like I could listen to you talk about it like all Amen. day. Yes. <laughs> that would give me, that would be a lot of fun, but we'll have to, yeah, save that for another, <laughs> another type or something. But, um, well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I appreciate oh. it. And I know that, um, your, what you had to share was a blessing to me. So I know that it will be to others as well. So thanks again for, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at micah.tice, that's M-I-C-A-E-H, period, T-I-C-E. And that's pretty much the only place I'm at. And I will see you next time.